0: Welcome to Practice Care with Carl White, the podcast where we help practice owners in healthcare know just enough about the business side to make good business decisions and keep their practices independent. Now our host, Carl. Are you thinking of adding new services to your practice, or maybe you have recently and they're just getting started? Expansion is great, and you should absolutely think about doing it, but how do you up the odds so that it's actually going to attract patients and be profitable at the same time? Well, my guest today has started a ton of businesses and services on his own. He's got a lot to offer and a lot to say about it. I'm Carl White, principal at Mark Advisory Group, which is a healthcare marketing agency, and I'm also the host of Practice Care, and the mission for both is the same. And that's to help private practice owners stay private. Not only is that what they want, but I really believe that care is better when it's just you and your provider sitting at the table trying to figure out what's best for you. And nobody else is secretly whispering in the provider's ear what their agenda is. Whether it's a hospital, a health system, owners in faraway lands, whoever they may be, it's better when they're not at the table and it's just you and your provider. And my guest today is Brandon Kelly. From an early age, Quote, the Brandon Kelly knew that he wanted to be a businessman. And since that time, he's gone on to earn a PhD in business acquisition and has started, bought and sold nine companies. He was one of the original contestants on The Apprentice and has since taken two companies to the shark tank where they were both given deals. His expertise has been requested by over 100 companies in helping them grow their businesses and sales. And in turn, those companies have done a combined $1 billion in new sales. Brandon is the author of seven books and he runs six coaching programs. And Brandon, with everything you've got going on, thank you for carving some time to come on to practice care.
1: Absolutely, Carl. I'm excited. In fact, I've had this day circled on my calendar for a while. I've been looking forward to it and I think we're going to have a lot of great fun and share some great tidbits for, for your audience. So thanks for having me on your show. I'm, I'm excited.
0: I appreciate it. I appreciate the compliment of looking forward to it and yeah, let's jump into it. So I start here very simply with a lot of guests because the bios that I read are kind of necessarily short. And the first question is just fill in a bit more of your background for us. You've got one (laughs) heck of an entrepreneurial thing going on. It's my own lingo for it. But uh, if you could just give them a little more flavor, um, that'd be great.
1: Uh, we don't have enough time to dive too yeah, far into that. Yeah, I know that, Carl, we've talked a but, bit, but uh, uh, any
0: more highlights that can kind of.
1: So, so kind of an interesting story. When I was two years old, I was hit by a drunk driver, uh, clinically paralyzed, not supposed to walk or talk again. You know, wow. told to pull the plug. And long and short of it, uh, I got into high jump in school after I learned how to walk and talk again. And that coach taught me how to truly raise the bar and be a star in what I do. Mm -hmm. And, and from there I got ready to compete in the Olympics and I was two weeks out from setting a world record in in the Olympic level high jump and a dump truck ran a red light. And so I had to learn how to to come back and walk and talk a second time. And that's when I realized that I just wasn't cut out to be an employee, you know, and punch somebody else's clock and, and take the break when they said I had to, you know, I was kind of all in all day long until the job was done. And, okay. and so because of that I've become a serial entrepreneur and you can take that however you want yeah. uh, I've started some successfully some didn't work out so well I've had others where partners took me for millions of dollars and had to figure out how to pay that back but uh, all of that led me to uh, keep moving forward and doing the best that I could sure so uh you know as far as businesses again I've I've started several different from uh coaching and speaking to real estate investment to uh, right now, we've started a private equity fund to go buy commercial properties and businesses okay. uh, that are struggling and and get them refocused. So, Got it. I, I think that's probably the short version of what we want for what we have today. But we yeah. definitely go on further.
0: Well, that's the flavor. It's 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 about starting something, and that's sounds like it's kind of like your mantra and your DNA is what can we start, what can we grow. Well, and,
1: and that's exactly what I love, and I love the fact that we're getting the chance to talk to practitioners today. You know, as I was thinking about this, it it actually reminded me about one of the books that I wrote called the ABCs of business survival, thrival and revival. Mm -hmm. And and there we take an emergency room approach to how do we take take the pulse on our business of what's going on and and how to fix that. So we don't have the time to go through the alphabet today. But as we look at the ABCs, I think that they're really going to resonate with all of your your listeners. Do you mind
0: Mm -hmm. if we kind of, you know, because, you know, it's. Go ahead, let's hit them, and I have a thought in mind.
1: Well, no, go ahead. If, if no, you no, it's it's after you,
0: you, you. Okay, yeah, you go first. Well, yeah.
1: and so so we look at the ABCs, and, and as all as we all remember from the first aid, it's the airway, breathing, and circulation, right? So mm-hmm. so what is the airway within our practice right now, and and that would be our audience. So are we tuned in to who our our patients are, what they're going through, and how can we serve them the best, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you know as they're taking notes, hopefully they'll write down the ABCs. And the A is airway and audience. Uh, The B is for uh, the breathing. You know, meaning what is making things happen. And and so breathing really in our businesses is going to be the billing. You know, every day we're going through and we're we're seeing the patients and the clients. um, But the reality is, is we got to stay on top of the billing. So we need somebody that's just really excellent to Mm -hmm. you know kind of be the the pit bull and the in the audience that goes after and make sure that the insurance are paying you know the clients right. are getting their their things and things aren't getting overlooked because you're putting a lot of time and effort into that right you know and and finally it's the circulation and and I'm curious what do you think the circulation would be within a, a practice and and things like that <sighs>
0: No good reason other than the other two are taken. I'm thinking about the people, you know, the, the staff, the people who work there, but that's just kind of a. Absolutely. So no, that's really? exactly what it is. That was it's, not a plant listeners. That was just a guess no, it, <laughs> process it wasn't. of elimination. It, it, you
1: were right on point with that. And that's what I love, Carl. It, as you look at it, the circulation is how are our people doing? You know, having competed and, and gotten ready for a spot on the U.S. Olympic team and missed it by a couple of weeks from being hit by that dump truck, I have always been. All in, you know, I'm not quitting until we set a record. And and unfortunately, I've got like two or 300 records because of that. And that's another side story we don't want to go into. But as, as we look at that, what I found is as I push my team and people to perform the best that I can or like I am and, and try to lead by example, what I found is most of them are in roles and have never really been trained on how do they perform Their job at their best, Mm -hmm. right? Does does that make sense? Yeah. And and so as we look at it, as we keep a focus on the audience, meaning our clients, our breathing, meaning our billing, but ultimately our circulation. How -hmm. can we get in and do things? And so it's doing the little things, you know. It's it's giving them the pat on the shoulder and saying, "Hey, Stacy, you did a good job." And you know, "Hey, Jill, good job at uh, keeping on top of the billing." And And, you know, Johnny, you did an awesome job here and there, just kind of recognizing the little things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but again, we can push human beings so far until they've stretched and we have to relax that just a little bit. And so one day um, I noticed that we were having and it wasn't so much in a a medical practice, like with what some of your listeners were. But I was running a call center and we had started a new project. We weren't having any traction and success and the, more, the morale was absolutely in the gutter. And, and so I did something really crazy and stupid. And that was I went over and unplugged the entire power to the entire system for the calling, for outbound computer. Literally, we went black. Hmm. And everybody was freaking out. And I purposely took them over to a bowling alley. And this is about 10 o'clock in the morning. And I said, okay, great. I want everybody to throw the bowling ball as hard as you can of these pins. And then the second round was, okay, how many strikes can we get? And then the third round, we finally started to relax and just have fun. We ordered them lunch, and we went back that day. So we got back about 1 o'clock after you know, playing around on a very busy day, right? Well, guess what that result was in the next four to five hours of that day
0: on that, Carl? One of your best days.
1: It, it was actually a record day. So mm-hmm. So we sold literally hundreds of thousands of dollars because we changed the mindset. And what had happened is there was just too much pressure and stress to perform. Mm-hmm. And, and so we just needed to say, Hey, it's okay to be human for a minute. And, and so, you know, connected with them on that, that basis. So, you know, as a practitioner, what does that mean? You know, maybe once a month you do something fun for for your office, you know, whether it's by lunch or, you know, get them a gift card somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. have something fun, a game, things like that, just to relieve the tension. Because let's face it, you're kind of with your secondary family all day long. Right. They're at your practice.
0: Right. So so how's that for the first nugget? No, it's good. There's a lot of good nuggets. So ABC, what I take from that is sort of like the the, the critical things that have to be in place. It makes sense. Maybe C could be culture. Uh, We've had a number of guests come on and talk about people how to keep them in this, you know, here we are in 2022, where staffing is really, really hard. And they all talk about culture when the topic is, how do you keep your people happy? How do you crack people? Um, and, you know, the the other one is, well, really just ABC, right? And so it takes me, it makes me think about, you know, our topic, which is, uh, so now let's pick an example. You're an OBGYN practice, and you want to add um, services that get to you know, women for, you know, for uh, for there's all sorts of sort of cosmetic type services, whether surgical or topical, that a lot of places offer. And OBGYN Practice X says, you know, we want to offer that because we have a lot of obviously we have lots of only and lots of women who are patients. And so they say we're gonna add that service and it's gonna make us a lot of money. Um when when you think about that kind of context. So now you got to add a new surface to your, to your practice. What's some of the advice, like top of mind stuff that comes to mind for you, even some unconventional stuff, because it's not destined to succeed yet, just because the owners of that practice had that idea one day, right? So it's not necessarily going to attract anybody. It's not necessarily going to be profitable, even if it does, right? So what's some of the top of mind things that come to mind for you when you hear this scenario?
1: Well, again, Carl, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up. And so we've already written down ABCs, right? Well, D is really the fact or the the fantastic part to focus on, and that's the drive. So, why are you doing what you're doing? And so, why are you adding the service? What is your audience? You know, really dial that in. And, Mm And a lot of times we talk about being in business, right? And the abbreviation typically people use is BIS. Right. So as an audience listener, take your take your pen, write down B underneath that I and underneath that S. And, and so as we talk about your business, here's what I would offer. And that is best in state. In other words, how can you be the best in the state of what you're doing? And even if you're looking to bring on a, a new uh, portion to your business, who's the best right now? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? And how can you beat them, or how can you differentiate and and be the best at whatever? And maybe it's the fastest care, or maybe it's the most attentive mm-hmm. uh, and most caring staff, whatever that is. But you know, w- when I was learning how to do the high jump, it's a funny story. For the first three months, I could barely clear three feet. I mean, people could step over three feet. <laughs> I, I went to the well, state. You had competition. a different starting point, right? Exactly, and I went to the state competition. And the starting point was four and a half feet. So I had to figure out how to clear an extra 18 inches in minutes. And and what it was, it was a mental block that I didn't think that I was capable or I was putting limiters on myself. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we ended up setting a record that's, you know, not been broken in 30 years at six feet, seven and a half inches on the high jump, Carl. But the reality is, is each of these practitioners, you know, that OBGYN, as they look at that, they can say, you know, I may not be the best, but I'm going to commit to getting there as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of taking the four or six, 10 years that it took to go through uh, the college to learn the skills, OK, what can I do to cut to the chase and learn how to be the best at that? So that's why I call we need to be the best in biz,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is the best in state.
0: Right. Right. And, you know. Uh, best in your area. Let's, let's go that way. But best uh, in your focal point. Best, exactly, best, in, yeah, your best in your competitive kind of region or radius or whatever. Yeah. And you know, you, 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 you raise a really essential point, which is, let's just stay on this, on this example. Um, any, any woman who is considering these services in this hypothetical example has more choices than just you, you know, OBGYN doctor, even if that woman is already your patient, there are other places that offer it. Um, and they have advantages and compelling features as well. Um, Why would they choose you? You know, just because you think it's profitable, that may be true, but put yourself in the shoes of that target patient. Why would they choose you um, to get those same services? And you have to, everybody compares everything and it's easier to compare than it ever has been before. So if you're going to be best in your area, one of the first things I think you got to answer is, why would they choose me at all? And, you know, don't be so um, I guess, high, be, be, be humble and say, you know, they might not choose me. So how am I going to get them to choose me? And then how many do I need? And, and it kind of flows from there. Um, you know, kind of continuing with this, this, this concept, this question, Brandon, just to pull it a little deeper. Are there any in particular kind of must have priorities that you, let's just stick with this example, things that, you know, they really got to make sure that, that they're prioritizing, in order for this thing to be a success, the service edition. Well, and I'm not thinking would... of things like, make sure you have supply, make sure like those are kind of, you know, one of the things that that I really like about you is you're, you're a lot about mindset. You're really a lot about mindset and and it seems like the best idea on earth can get killed by a bad mindset. Maybe that's what, I don't know, but uh, that's kind of an example of what are like the must have priorities you see.
1: Well, and, and is sticking to the the D for the drive and the dream, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that is, you know, a lot of times we're going to come up and people are going to say, oh, you can't do that, or you're not good enough, or you haven't expanded enough, or whatever. But it's it's committing to the the process of you know learning and being the best. Mm-hmm. And 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 so as I look at that, I figure, okay, number one, as a practitioner, you need to figure out what doesn't work. So if you're adding this service and it's taking 30 40 minutes to to do and it's not profitable, you know, so so what does the budget look like? What is the return on investment going to be for that? Mm-hmm. And then have a dedicated space or system to it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the books that that I helped co-write was was 101 ways uh, for the entre- entrepreneur to be successful. And and one of the primary ones that we focused in on was being organized and And so, you know what is your system? what is the the organizational process to whatever this new procedure is mm-hmm. right and and making sure we have the equipment staying after hours, making sure you practice on it so you're good, and it's not just kind of fumbling at it um mm-hmm. uh, but what's interesting is is as you look at these doctors, you know they've had this dream and this goal and and I want to applaud them for that. Because you think about it, you know, you've gone through school, you've you've got a couple hundred thousand in debt, you got another couple hundred thousand to start your practice. Mm-hmm. And now you're thinking, I'm gonna bring another piece of equipment or tool in that will augment my bottom line. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so commit to that process. It's in, in my mind, the first thing that that came to that when you asked me that question, Carl, was the the C. You know, if I went out and planted corn today and expected to have a corn on the cob. Uh, for dinner, I don't know that my expectation is very yeah. realistic on that. Would you agree?
0: I I'm going to go with you on that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, but you know, if we realize and say, okay, from a basic standpoint, if we just set basic goals, so this this next month I want to get three new clients to you know mm-hmm. in this in this, and then next month I want to do six, mm-hmm. and then four months from now I want to be doing fifteen or twenty and and okay now what do i do when i start to do my marketing and i think that's where they call you because that's your speciality right but, but similar
0: you know i keep going yeah yeah you know
1: so so they call you get a marketing plan but you know it's not realistic to say okay i want 150 new clients or i want to take 150 existing clients and have them do this new procedure you know you've got to kind of warm warm them mm-hmm. up to it mm-hmm. and and so as we look at that seed that's been planted Realize that it takes some time to plant, it needs to be in good soil, it needs to bear good fulfillment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then as it starts to grow, it needs to be watered, nurtured, take your results. And, and really, when you get the chance, and, and, and again, and I know that there's all of the HIPAA things, but in today's day and age, have them pull out their phone and say, Hey, you know, would you give me a quick testimonial mm-hmm. on how things went? Mm-hmm. And you know, give us permission to use your name, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and so now it's not you saying it as the doctor, it's mm-hmm. the patient saying, Hey, this is how things went. This is right. what I was excited about. Here's my result. And, and just go from there. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would be the first thing that I'd say is commit to the plan and, you know, show the proof in the pudding.
0: Yeah. How's that? And give it time. Like there's a certain yeah. amount of time, not forever, but, but there's, there's a certain amount of time, um, unless it's some first of the world thing. And it's just that, that Literally people are beating down your door, but it doesn't usually happen that way. You know, it doesn't usually at least. What have you seen businesses try that just, it doesn't work. It's like a epic fail. Um, And, and you look back and you go, how did we not see that? But going into it, it's just, you had no, you know, looking for the watch outs for listeners, watch out for this, watch out for that. What do you, what do you see?
1: Well, as I've looked at a couple of uh, a doctor and medical practices and tried to help them organize a little bit better, uh, one of the things that I've seen that really deflates their practice is time. And and what do I mean by that? Well, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I have my appointment at 1030 in the morning to come in and, and be checked out for whatever I'm being checked out on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the nurse comes in and sees me, you know, I'm there for 10, 15 minutes and I get how how doctors work. But all of a sudden, it's now 1130, 1145 before the doctor gets in. Mm-hmm. And then he's asking certain things. It's noon. It's an hour and a half. You're not being respectful of my time. You know, mm-hmm. as, as a doctor, I know you're worth a lot of money and a lot of time. And that's great. But also be respectful of the patients. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be they'll honor that a time or two. But if that starts to become a consistent pattern where you're an hour or two behind, mm-hmm. then then that's a problem. And I say that because. Um, the, the doctor that delivered my son, he and I have been good friends for a long time. Mm -hmm. He's always been an hour and a half behind schedule. And I finally called him on the carpet on that. And he's like, Oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. And he went back and looked, he'd lost hundreds of clients, uh, because he was just, he had no concept of time. Uh, and Hmm. so he started to figure out how to be more precisional and precise. And, and so that would be, you know, so what doesn't work? Uh, being respectful of people's time um i don't know i I could probably create a list a of hundred things right yeah. but for, from that standpoint uh the other thing that doesn't work you know I, i've got another client that i've worked with that uh, his his back office is a disaster there's you know imagine two and three and four feet tall of piles of you know, receipts and invoices and bills to be paid and people that owe him money. Mm-hmm. And and so he's constantly working 12, 14 hours a day mm-hmm. and can't figure out why there's no money in the account. Well, <laughs> the reality is is he's not, he's not he, he's trying to do the billing himself. And so I, right. I equate it to, you know, what watch are you wearing? You know, I I can go put on a $50, you know, cheap average watch. Mm-hmm. Or I can wear, you know, a higher end timepiece that maybe is worth five, 10, 10000 dollars And and what I want the, the listener to think about is what is the value of my personal time? And should I be doing something that I'm not good at? So if you're not good at billing, hire somebody to do it in this mm-hmm.
0: case. Yeah.
1: You know, if if you need to have some sort of a red light system to keep your people. Uh, on time or or something where you get buzzed or whatever from your assistant or from one of the nurses. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, just kind of be cognizant of time management. so those would yeah. be the two biggest things that I'd say I've seen in, in the hundreds of businesses that I've coached okay. on that, Carl. is that, is that after? It, what no, after? it is.
0: It is. And you I'm just looking at your ABCs and you hit the first two know your audience, you know, respect their time. Uh, but you could take that and expand that to other things about know your audience and then make sure you've got a good operational system in place. Um, I'll, I'll add one. Cause I just, I was having a conversation with somebody last week about this. It's not so much that they're adding a new service, but, but they, they, um, they're changing up kind of their, their marketing plan in a bit. And it's requiring that people in their practice do something that the people haven't done before. Um, they have to go out and kind of like the, the office director has to go out now and kind of press the flash network, get out into the community to try to make them more, known in the community and it's, it's kind of a sales role. And so, you know, I asked this conversation, um, is that person good at that or do they, I mean, their, their background is on the clinical side, not on the, on the sales side. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's kind of like the question was, is this sort of square peg round hole? And he said, yeah, we're looking at that. We're looking at that because, um, the, the performance that they're getting is then they measure a lot is not really what they're looking for. And so I just threw out the question, you know, Maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know too many people who trained in clinical who excel at, you know, the sales type role, and so maybe that's part of it. And so they're kind of looking at that. So if you're going to add a new service, um, don't necessarily just throw it at your existing people and expect that it's going to go great. There could be different skill sets that are needed, and uh, you know, just make sure that you have a look at that. So there's there's your C. There's the staff. There's the ABC again, right? And it keeps coming back to your ABC. No how it's amazing often, how often that shows up. Yeah, off. right. No matter how far we might think we stray, it just comes <laughs> right back every time. <laughs> um, audience, billing, and staff or culture, ABC. So, you know, Brandon, with, with every guest and with you as well, we could go on a lot longer and a lot deeper. But in the interest of bite-sized advice, I try to bring it home with two wrap-up questions. The first one is, In the context that we've been talking about, is there anything you think I should have asked you, but just did not?
1: That, that again is a great question, Carl. I I don't know. I mean, again, we're on a topic that we could spend hours on. I know. And, and, you know, unfortunately I've written several books that go dive deep on all of these types of things. So I don't know that there's anything that we've missed. Okay. Um, no, I, I would say we probably covered some pretty good uh, groundwork there. Uh, if, if people do have a concern, especially, you know, your speciality is being a professional, a doctor and, and solving the problem. And, and so sometimes it doesn't hurt to bring somebody, you know, from the outside to mm-hmm. give a different perspective uh, and, and just look at the entire culture of, of what's happening in your practice. And just say, hey, this little change here, or this little change here can save you tens of thousands of dollars in time. Right. Uh, and so so if they're struggling with that, you know, find an expert at out. Um, doctors are not typical, you know, the best at sales. Uh, so take a class on, you know, do some continuing education that helps you not so much with sales, but maybe with uh your personality management and working with different personalities within your office. Cause there's, right. that's a, that's a big challenge as well. And I have a whole training that we do on that, but okay. aside from that, no, I, I don't think there's any questions that we've really overlooked.
0: Okay. And the other wrap up question, and I have, I have one, so I'll ask the question then give an answer. So if we, if we take a step back from, what we've talked about, we've caught somebody's attention. They're either contemplating adding a service or in the midst of it, and they're not happy They're in the midst of it. And they're not so happy with it. Are there maybe one or two tangible steps you would advise that listeners take to get going on this? And, and I want to remind them of your two, you know, your two kind of, uh, memory hooks, BIS, best in state, so best in your area. If you really haven't picked apart listener, Um, why someone would choose you for this new service that you're offering, especially if they have other choices around your area, then you really need to take a pause and answer that question. Why would they choose you as opposed to anybody else? And there has to be some compelling reason about why you're different than the other ones uh, and valuable in what you do. Otherwise you're not compelling. It's just the fact, it's just kind of the state of it. So best in state. And then the other one that, that Brandon talked about ABC audience billing culture staff uh, that has to be in place for this new you know, business expansion also, just like you're trying to have it in place for your, you know, your core uh, practice. So write them down, B-I-S and A-B-C and then D for drive and dream. They're really, they're, they're great. They're very easy to remember. And then I haven't heard them before we talked, very powerful too. So that's the first one. It was kind of a long one. Is there another, uh, you know, tangible step, something even very simple that you would recommend that somebody listening take to get going on this?
1: I absolutely would. and and so one of the things as a professional speaker and a lot of times I'm on stage and stuff and so we'll we'll share two different acronyms uh, but but one I want to share that comes to mind, and this is is not trying to be you know sexist or anything, but be the man. and okay. and what I mean by that again, so if, if you've learned my my process, write down M for Mary underneath that a and then underneath that uh, okay. N for Nancy, but that stands for massive action now. A lot of times we, we will overthink to uh, the nth degree and take months and months and months and months to decide to do something. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is take massive action now, just do it. And we don't have to have the perfect solution, but be prepared to find the solution as we're in you know in the trenches and making it work. Mm-hmm. So make the massive action. And then the final one is uh, another acronym that, that I think really is, is gonna help them understand success and that is we have to get eye to eye with success and and so again e-y-e-e-y-e and and as we look at it carl i want all of our listeners i want you to take your left hand and talk point to your left eye and so every time you see your left eye throughout the day when you're looking in the mirror putting your contacts glasses on whatever point to your left eye and touch it and say have i elevated my efforts today okay, have i done one right thing now. better today than i did yesterday and if, if you have Then you can take your right, so take your right finger now and point to your right eye. And that means you've elevated your excellence. So if you're gonna take massive action, and even if you just do one thing today that gets you towards that goal or that activity or getting that process online to be able to serve your customers, that one thing, you know, doesn't add up to much. But if we do it for 30, 40, 50 days, now all of a sudden we have. 30, 40, 50 steps towards that success. And it's that much easier to have happen. So, so take massive action now. Okay. And, and get eye to eye with success. Okay. And meaning, you know, what can we do to do our best? And what will happen when we do that is now all of your, your audience members, all your people that are coming in and learning how well of a practitioner you are, what are they going to do? They're going to go tell their friends, Hey, I went to Dr. So-and-so and and this is what happened. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to come knocking on your door because you've, you've taken that action and you're raising the bar for yourself.
0: Right. Right. Excellent. Well, Brandon, thank you. Yes, it is true. We could go on for much, much longer and go much, much deeper, but uh, I think we've covered a lot of good ground here. And my big takeaway is, motivation, mindset, and action. Those are my, those are my big takeaways from this personally. Um, and if you can keep those in mind, even the, even in the darker days where things don't seem so possible, it sounds like they're going to pull you through. Um, so I really appreciate it. Once again, Brandon Kelly, serial entrepreneur speaker. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time to come on Practice Care. We're going to put all your contact information in the show notes so that anyone who wants to get a hold of you can do so. Um, And a couple of points just before we wrap up. If you're someone like Brandon who uh, helps private practices from time to time and you've got some expertise that you want to share, or if you are a private practice owner and you've figured out something, that you think others would benefit from hearing about in both cases, we want you to come on practice care in the show notes for Brandon's episode and all episodes. There's a link to click, just a couple of questions, tell us what's on your mind so that we can get you scheduled as soon as possible. And finally, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to practice care on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again. And until next time. Thank you for listening to practice care with Carl White. Make sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss another episode. You can find our guest's contact information in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode.